Hi everyone, welcome or welcome back to In Bloom Podcast. My name is Abby Aslan. If you are new here and I am the host of this podcast and I'm so excited to be doing my 2023 goals and intentions, resolutions, whatever you want to call it uh, for the year. And I do this definitely every year on my podcast. I just think it's so funny because I feel like there's so much discourse around what to call resolutions. And it's like, we can't just let resolutions be resolutions. Like every year we have to have this devil's advocate type of opinion with resolutions and be like, you know, screw resolutions, let's call them this. And like, I totally get it because it's really daunting at times, but it's just funny to me because I feel like over the years I've adopted so many different ways of basically beating around the bush saying these are my 2023 resolutions without actually calling them resolutions. So another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm going to be sharing them with you all this week and for the podcast. I have 30 things, which you may be like, Abby, what the heck are you doing? Why so many goals? And it's because a lot of these are habits and intentions. So they're, a lot of these aren't necessarily achievement-based. Um, and they're more so things that I'm wanting to implement into my life as part of a routine. And yeah, I think that y'all will really enjoy it. And I'm going to be sharing my word of the year as well. I know last year I told y'all about my word of the year, which was heal. And I did a TikTok recently and um, also on my Instagram reels talking about how focusing on choosing a focus word for the year and prioritizing that over very intense resolutions was a game changer for me this past year and how I felt like it was the first year I like actually sort of stayed on track with my intentions at the beginning of the year because I set a word of the year that was always in the back of my mind anytime I wanted to make a decision or how to make a decision. But before we get into all of that, I'm going to go ahead and get started with the quote goal and gratitude for this week. Or actually, I'm not going to be doing a goal. I'm going to instead be sharing a favorite. I know I mentioned in last week's episode that I'm thinking about like switching that up. So I'm going to try it out this week and see if y'all like it instead of the goal. I'm going to keep the gratitude, but I want to do a favorite this week instead of the goal just to like try something new and try something different, you know? But before we get into that, my quote is from Sophia Bush and I found it on Pinterest and it says, we are so afraid to change careers, to end relationships, to outgrow people or places. And that's just growth. To me, choosing to go toward the cracking in order to keep expanding is the only way. The only way to get out of pain is to go through it. Pain is information. And I really liked this quote and I thought it was like very much so in alignment with kind of talking about change in a new year and growth and expansion and how pain is information. I love that way of describing pain because it really puts it in the perspective in the sense that it reminds you that pain is telling you something like it's trying to tell you to do something to not do something it is giving you information that is important and you can choose to do something with it or you can choose to ignore it and I think especially you know with changing careers and outgrowing places and everything those things are growth and they're very hard and 
to choose to grow and embrace that and go toward the cracking is truly the only way in order to get out of it. You have to go through it, just like the quote says. And I know that that's a very simple concept at the end of the day, but thinking of pain as information is pretty revolutionary for me because I tend to just like experience pain and just be like, this is painful and that's it. And I'm just going to keep forcing myself to endure it because what am I going to do about it? You know what I mean? So I really like that quote because it's definitely helping me keep in mind that, you know, when I'm feeling pain, it's likely trying to tell me something and I should actually probably try and reflect and figure out what that pain is trying to tell me so that I can do something about it and go through whatever growth and change I need to, to remove myself from that pain to the best of my ability at least. And my favorite that I wanted to share this week, I have to share it just because I just drank one, but I am obsessed. Y'all know I'm obsessed with Buddha's Brew kombucha that I get from HEB, which is brewed in Austin. Um, and I absolutely love that kombucha, but it's definitely expensive. It's like $3.60, I think, at HEB. And I now my fiance is hooked on it. And I'm like, great, both of us would love to have one of these a day. And that is a $7.20 a day habit if we both had one every day, which is a little absurd. And I was like, we can't keep doing this. So we either need to drink half a kombucha a day instead of one or just implement some other fun drinks that do the same type of thing. Because I just love the taste of kombucha. I love getting the extra probiotics. And I love Olipop and I love poppies, but I recently got my hands on the Cherry Cola Olipop and oh my gosh, it's so good. It tastes just like a Cherry Coke. I don't even like Coke, but I love that Olipop so much. Like it's so good. I got it from Target. I can't get it at HEB. Our HEB only has a few flavors of Olipop, but our our HEB recently got the cream soda um, Olipops as well. And my fiance Griffin tried it and he was like, it's literally the best one it's so good he's obsessed with it i'm obsessed with it i just tried the cream soda one today and it's actually phenomenal i just can't believe that they have the flavor like so on point it's so so good and i just like so look forward to my afternoons to have either like half a kombucha or an olipop or a poppy and olipop and poppy is cheaper than kombucha so that's why i kind of started venturing out into getting those as well but nothing makes me happier than having a little pick-me-up drink in the afternoon. So it may be a little bit of an expensive habit, but I've definitely cut back on getting coffee out. So, you know, just replacing one thing with the other over here, I guess. But my gratitude for this week is I am thankful to be that I got to go somewhere new. And when I'm recording this, it's before I am going somewhere new, but I am very soon going to be traveling to Palm Springs for one of my best friends, bachelorette trips. And I'm so excited to be going somewhere new. I will already be, you know, kind of scratching that off of my bucket list. I don't even know if it's on my list that I'm about to share. I don't think it is to travel somewhere new this year, but it was for 2022 and I did do that in 2022, but I'm already going to have it crossed off for 2023. So I'm excited to travel somewhere new, see somewhere new and just celebrate her um, for the weekend. But I'm already expressing gratitude for it, even though I haven't been yet, but I'm really 
looking forward to that. So let's go ahead and get into the episode. And some of these things I will definitely expand on more than others just because I feel like a lot of these things are things that y'all have heard me talk about before. So it's not necessarily something that I feel is necessary to elaborate on. And y'all will see why I have 30 things because some of these are very just particular things that I should either already be doing or they're just like little habits basically. But before we get into all the specifics of what my goals and intentions and habits are for the year, I wanted to talk about my word for the year really quickly, which if you follow me on Instagram and TikTok, you've already seen this when with the little um, TikTok I made of just talking about the importance of my word of the year. But my word of the year is align. And basically this year was a lot of unlearning um just learning learning things about myself and also unlearning so there were things that i believe to be true about myself that aren't true there are things that i've learned about myself that were groundbreaking and ultimately i became very aware that i am very misaligned from my core values once i went through um figuring out what my core values are in therapy i learned that i live a life that is very misaligned from those core values and just learning that my decisions and choices that I've made throughout my life, some of them have been in alignment with myself, but others have pulled me very far away from my true self. And I really just want to focus on taking what I've learned in therapy this year and applying it. And I think that the word align really goes well with that. And also just getting reconnected with my true self in all ways and embracing authenticity through alignment instead of shaping myself to be what I think will please the most people or be who others want me to be, both in real life, on social media, at work, across the board, and really just align to who I am at my core and not this fabricated version of me that I've created to be in the professional world and a fabricated version of me that I've created for, you know, people back home, for people in Texas, for, you know what I mean? Like, I've always talked about how I'm very much somebody who is like I will be hanging out with a friend and like I tend to just like mold my personality based on who I'm hanging out with not in a way that I'm not authentic because I'm still myself but like I may just you know talk about deeper things with some friends where I may not do that with other people because some people feel more comfortable with it than others that kind of thing like I try to feel out how other people like to hang out and like what they like to talk about and just sort of mirror that back to them in a way and that's just something that I kind of habitually do and I really just want to align with my true self and just be my true self as much as I can and make decisions that you know really feel like my whole body is like just agreeing to and saying yes to and my gut is just like like following my gut and my intuition with things and not critically deducing every single little thing to where I'm not even making a decision for myself anymore because now I've totally input the value of or I've put value in a ton of strangers opinions or something like that like just making as many decisions as I can that are just in alignment with my true self and doing all I can to get in touch with my true self if you will so that's my word for the year so the if very first thing my is to journal once a week to my Instagram to I talked about one of the days that I was in like a journaling mood and I wrote a letter to myself as if it were the end of 2023. Um, So basically like writing in the present tense as if it was the end of 2023 and writing a letter to myself and saying like, wow, what a year. Um, I can't believe this happened. We finally did this, that kind of vibe. And it was really powerful for me to put pen to paper 
and write out those things as if I had already, you know, did them and accomplished them. And a lot of those things weren't necessarily achievement-based. And I'm really trying to stray away from, you know, doing all of the achievement-based resolutions and goals because it's not very healthy for myself just with the way I am, as I've talked about many times with you all. And I just realized how powerful it was for me to sit down and put pen to paper and do that. And I was like, you know what? I really need to just do this more. Not necessarily do these letters to myself, but just journal a little bit more because it felt really good. And I felt like very inspired afterward, a lot more full of life. I felt very just excited and I felt a sense of courage and just really felt very inspired at the end of the day. And I don't feel that way a lot. A lot of times I feel just anxious, fearful, and inspiration is something that I strive to feel, but I struggle to feel. So noticing that, I'm like, this is something I need to implement more. And I'm saying once a week because I think that it's absolutely doable for me to just do it once a week, whether that's Sunday night, Sunday morning. I definitely think I want to stick to Sunday for aiming to do that. And it doesn't even have to be anything crazy. Like I'm not the best at just freehanded journaling and like writing out my thoughts as is. I definitely typically need some sort of a prompt, but there are a plethora of prompts available on TikTok, on Pinterest, on Instagram, on YouTube, wherever, or in some of my journals that I already have. So I really want to um, focus on trying to do that once a week just because I think it's going to be very beneficial for my mental health and emotional health and really help me embrace authenticity and self-acceptance, which are two of my biggest core values and just really do my best to do that because I think at the end of the day, it's ultimately going to help me a lot and help me get out of my own head. So that's my first thing. My second thing is very random, but it's to eat lunch daily. I am really bad about eating lunch. I lunch food's my least favorite type of food. I love a good salad, but I can't eat a good salad every day. You know what I mean? And I can't take the time to make a good salad every day. And I just want to be better about this because obviously I need to eat lunch. Um, I typically, when I'm working from home, I'll eat like a bigger breakfast and then I have like two snacks and then dinner. And the two snacks, sometimes they're bigger. Sometimes it's like a egg whites and a piece of toast and then like some trail mix and an apple and peanut butter or whatever later on in the day but I just want to be better about actually eating a true lunch and like stepping away from my computer and taking a lunch break going along with that meaning I actually take time to make and eat a lunch and lately like my fiance and I we've been like really enjoying making just like ground chicken and rice and a vegetable and sort of meal prepping it not meal prepping as in like making it all on like Sunday for the week ahead, but we'll make like a whole pack of ground chicken and um, a whole thing of veggies and we'll cook them and then add like some coconut aminos or some sort of sauce to them. And the ground chicken typically takes care of lunch for both of us for two to three days. And then we have like the microwavable rice packs where you can like make a ton of rice up front. And then the vegetables typically last like for two lunches for both of us. And I don't mind doing that every other day, but making lunch every single day definitely is hard especially during busy season but doing that I at least know that I have something to heat up so I want to focus on doing that because I know it's good for me to eat lunch daily and I need to and that's definitely bare minimum but like I need to be you know doing that and the third thing is to seek out new music more regularly and I say this because I felt like 2022 I and I think it's because of working full-time I just don't take the time to like actively seek out new music as much anymore and I felt like at the beginning of 2022 
I actually did a very good job of this because I sort of re-explored like indie music and indie pop because that was like my absolute favorite when I was in high school. I mean, I really loved like rapid R&B when I was in high school, but I also just like was very partial to indie pop and indie music. And I re-explored that genre after literally not listening to it since high school, honestly. So I found like a lot of new artists that I like within that genre and just really explored a lot. But then I sort of fell off and didn't like explore anymore. And I just have kind of like listened to the new music from artists that I already know I like. And that's about it. Um, but I want to seek out new music, new music more regularly because I love music so much and finding new music that you love is like the best feeling ever. So I definitely want to make more of an effort to do that. And the next thing is to go on a walk one time, one time a week. And I say this, I go on a walk every day because I walk my dog like three to four times a day. So I already do this, but I want to go on a longer, more intentional walk one time a week. So not like my typical walking paths with my dog, like actually go on a walk somewhere else and, you know, maybe like drive somewhere to go on a walk or maybe it is doing my same walking path with my dog, but t- making it be like an extra long walk. And I say this meaning like also with my fiance because I love going on walks with him because I feel like it's great quality time that we get to spend together because we're just, you know, walking and chit-chatting and catching up with each other and like how our week's going and like just how we're feeling and we'll just like observe things around us and it's just a good time and I know it's great and Ella loves it, my dog. Um, So I want to be intentional about doing that and bring my fiance with me because he isn't with me usually when I walk my dog unless it's like at night. So since he's at work, but I want to be very intentional about doing that. And the next thing is to see the sun first thing in the morning. So this goes along with the concept of grounding, which I know I've talked about before in the podcast. And when I say first thing in the morning, I don't mean like open my eyes and like go outside immediately. Like I need to put my contacts in. I need to change out of my pajamas and I need to take a sip of water and you know get my dog and go outside so there's a few things that need to be done beforehand but I basically mean before I get on my phone I want the first like exposure of light longer obviously I'm gonna have to like turn off my alarm and stuff on my phone but I want my first exposure of light to be or extended amount of light to be to the sun and not to my phone screen and start my day that way. And there is so much science behind this with grounding and starting your day with sunlight and getting that vitamin D. And ideally it would be like a minimum of 30 minutes, but like don't always have time for that in the morning, obviously. But I know Huberman Lab, like his podcast, and I see his Instagram post where he talks about this and stuff and how important it is. And I actually do think it helps me just feel more awake in the morning. Um, and I am less likely to get, pick up my phone more often throughout the day when I start my day with the sunlight first and doing that and starting my day without going on social media and picking up my phone. So I definitely do this already, I will say. So this is more so of something that, I wanting, that I'm wanting to continue, but I don't necessarily always not get on my phone before going outside. So I want to be really good about that. And the next thing is to have an intuitive fitness routine. I did this in 2022 and I have a video that went up on YouTube where I was talking about, which I think it probably went up the week before this episode's going up, but basically it was 10 lifestyle changes that I'm making in 2023 and I really dive into 
how having an intuitive fitness routine just like changed my life this past year and how it's something that I am wanting to maintain in 2023. So it wasn't necessarily a change for the upcoming year, but it's something that I'm wanting to continue. So I'm putting this on my intention slash goal list because it's something that was so revolutionary for me this year that I do want to continue. And basically this just means, you know, listening to your body and doing the workouts that you feel excited to do. And I talked about in the YouTube video about, you know, having like a loose structure to fall back on for when you feel like zero motivation or when you're going through a rut. So for me, that looks like, okay, I know I want to have one full day of rest, one day of active rest. So like stretching, walking, yoga, something like that. And then the rest of the days, four to five of them be actual movement and being intentional with that movement. So, you know, getting at least 30 minutes of movement in. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I did this this past year. Y'all know I had a spin era. I had a Pilates era. I'm in my F45 era now. And I have truly just done what I felt like doing. And I've never been so consistent in my life. Obviously, there's been times where I've traveled. And, you know, I haven't. There's been many weeks this year. There's probably been about five weeks this year where I didn't work out at all during a week. And that's totally okay. I was on vacation. I was on a trip somewhere. That's totally fine. But when I was at home in my routine, like here in Texas, I was so consistent. And it's because I was being intuitive. I was doing what I wanted to do. And I wasn't pressuring myself to do something just for the sake of doing it and checking it off my list. And, you know, why force yourself to do something that you're dreading doing? And I know that not everyone, like if you're somebody who's like, how do I even feel excited about exercising and moving my body? Like, I never feel excited about doing that. I firmly believe you just haven't found that thing that makes you excited because there are so many different forms of movement. Maybe it's swimming laps in a pool. It could literally be going on your hot girl walk. It could be a Pilates class or a spin class or yoga. It could be anything. Like, once you find your thing that, you know, you feel that endorphin rush from it and you, like, actually crave prioritizing it and booking it in your schedule daily and or almost daily I guess I should say and look forward to doing it like that is a good thing and I just firmly believe that people who say they don't enjoy like any type of movement just haven't found the movement that they like are really connected with and love and that's like something that I think you just have to explore and figure out what works best for you and I know you're probably thinking how do I explore that that sounds expensive and it can be um Y'all know I use gym pass and that's how I like just hop back and forth between my eras and get a good mix of different things. But I'm pretty strictly doing F45 now, like four to five times a week. And that's just what I'm doing. I'm absolutely obsessed with it. And I hope this era lasts a long time because honestly, I feel so strong. I feel so good in my body. I love the variety it provides. It's just great. And I think that, you know, if you do something like class pass, because that's available to anyone, like you don't have to have that through your job or anything, like how gym passes, that real really allows you to try out a bunch of different things and just see what you like most. And it may take going a few times to figure out what you really, really like, but it's worth, you know, looking into and trying because, you know, 
you want to take care of yourself and taking care of yourself physically is very important for your overall health obviously but it's obviously has great mental and emotional health benefits too so I want to continue doing that because it's been the best thing ever just following an intuitive fitness routine the next thing is pretty specific and it's rebranding the podcast so I want to shoot a new cover I can't believe it's already been what two years almost that I've had like the new name and the new cover which is so crazy to me um and I just want to shoot a new one because I if y'all have been listening since then since I like changed the name of the podcast and since I like you know did my cover I got someone to do the branding so you know like the font the logo and all of that for in bloom I used Katie Creative Co on Instagram she's great and the picture for my cover um my fiance Griffin actually took but it was like this whole thing like I originally thought I was gonna have someone shoot it for me in Tuscaloosa and it ended up not working out and I like really wanted to launch the podcast rebrand as I was moving to Houston for my post-grad era and because I wanted it to really signify like this change and everything you know so I was like okay like that's going to be the time when I launch the rebrand so since it didn't end up happening I was like I all I'm waiting on now is the picture to go with the logo so I need to take a picture so we just we just took that picture outside of my college apartment that you see on the cover of the episode and it was extremely dark and cloudy outside so I had to manipulate the crap out of the photo on photoshop and give it like this very intentionally like grainy look when really like the quality was just so terrible because it was so dark but like we were in the middle of moving and I was like I have to go run inside and get ready and throw this dress on for this picture and I just want to have more of like a I think the cover's like fine and I like it but like my hair was blonde in it and I'm just kind of like okay I want a better quality one I guess you could say and one that like is very um more more a little bit grown up I guess you could say um not that I, I don't think mine isn't right now but I don't know I just look at it and I'm like this feels like me but at the same time I'm just like it could be better you know what I mean so and I also want to use more like real content for the podcast Instagram I do everything in Canva and y'all, if you follow the Emblem podcast episode or podcast on Instagram, not the episode, um, then you'll notice right now that I'm like kind of transitioning away from like the alteration of the color grid that I've been doing for the last like two years at most. And I'm going to try to start incorporating a lot more like real pictures that I take and um, have much more of a neutral color scheme instead of like this whole color block situation I have going on. The color block thing was easy. It wasn't easy, but it was good for me to have because I'm so busy. So I, I was able to just, you know, kind of follow a pattern. But I've gotten in the habit of just being good about taking random pictures throughout the day. And it creates a lot of content for me. And I'm like, okay, like I can take this picture of my coffee and I can take this picture of my planner and it can, you know, those types of things. I can just do, I think like that now. So I'm in a habit of doing that. So I want to take advantage of that and use more real content for the Instagram as well. The next thing is to hit 100,000 on YouTube, 100,000 subscribers. I'm pretty sure this is the third year in a row that I've put this as my resolution. I've been in the 90K range for like between 90 and 90. I've hit 95 like three different times because I'll like lose subscribers and go under 95 and then I'll hit 95 and then I'll lose again and go back down. I don't know what I'm at right now. I think I'm right around 95, um, like 94 something maybe. 
And I really want to hit 100K on YouTube because I have just been, I feel like I've just been teased the last three years because I keep thinking, I'm like, this is going to be the year it happens because I've been in the 90s for so long. You know what I mean? And I had a very fast like growth on YouTube, growth track or whatever. I got majority of my subscribers in my first year. And then the last four years, I've gotten like a very small percentage of them, which is totally fine. I am absolutely cool with where I'm at. And I... I'm at peace with it. I'm like, this is where I'm supposed to be. And I am very thankful for the growth that I had when I had it. But, you know, of course I'm going to put it on my resolutions list again. Or maybe I just need to not do it. Maybe I just need, need to say, you know what? I'm happy with where I'm at. Who cares if I had 100000 this year? So actually, we're going to deduct this one from the list. Okay, going on to the next thing. Um, continue uploading one time a week on YouTube, uploading one podcast episode a week, and then posting once a week on TikTok. I want to say posting once a week on Instagram too, but that's just hard. Um, I want to be better about being more active on my stories, like during busy season. It's really hard because, you know, obviously I'm only posting like super early in the morning or super late at night. And I just, it, it's really hard for me to get content and take those random pictures during busy season. Cause I'm pr- pretty much sitting at my desk all day. But I think it's good for me to challenge myself creatively and be like, you know what, try to get a cool picture today, Abby, and post it on your Instagram story or something. Um, I definitely don't think I can do one and feed Instagram post a week. Like it's, I barely even did one a month during busy season last year. So, but I give y'all, I feel like I gave y'all enough content in December with Vlogmas on my Instagram and on being active on my stories and stuff with my time off that it made up for <laughs> probably the lack of posting that I did didn't or the lack of posting that I had during busy season so I want to maintain this schedule I'm on I am so I'm really trying to like really just pound myself on the back here because I am very proud of myself honestly for maintaining the once a week upload schedule on YouTube and uploading a podcast every week obviously you know like I had I think there was one week during busy season where I was like I think it was when I had family in town or something and it was during busy season I was like there was I didn't have 30 minutes to myself this weekend and I wasn't able to record. Um, And that only happened once and then I obviously just took Christmas off or whatever. So for the most part, I stuck to that. Um, I just recently started posting on TikTok and aiming to post once a week, like back in like November. Um, And I want to keep challenging myself to do that because I feel like TikTok's been a really fun creative outlet for me, but I definitely don't want to like consume as much TikTok, you know? I just want to create more than I consume, ideally. And I uploaded every week on YouTube for the most part. There were a few weeks where I had to like wait on brand deals and I I think there were once or twice where I had to go two weeks, but it wasn't really my fault. Like I had a video ready to go. I just couldn't upload it and I wanted my content to be in order. So I've uploaded once a week on YouTube. I'm just really proud of myself for doing that while all of that while working a very demanding full-time job. And the next thing is kind of dependent on how much I make on YouTube. And it would have made sense for me to have done this in 2021, but I did not make enough for this to monetarily make sense to do in 2022. And that's basically just like incorporating my content creation business. I have everything just flow on like my personal tax return, like a schedule C income through my, um, or for all of my content creation income. So like from my podcast, Instagram, YouTube, whatever, it's all kind of there. Um, but I would really, a lot of people, they will, you know, just make their name or themselves like an LLC. And my accountant basically recommends doing the S corp election. So I was going to do that and sort of incorporate as an S corp, that part of like my 
income in my job. I, it's so hard to explain this when it's not like my full-time job because I can't just say like, oh, incorporate my business because I guess it is my business. I don't know. I just don't feel like it is because it's not like my main thing. But anyways, basically um, I had talked to him recently about it and was like, does it make sense for me to do this this year? It's something I really want to do. I kind of gave him like roughly what I made this year from creating content and everything from all my sources and he was like honestly like only if you really make this much it makes sense for you to do the s corp election and do the payroll and because there's like all these costs to you know do the s corp election and then to do a payroll package and there's other tax filings you have to do of course when you do that as opposed to just you know doing it through your schedule c income on your personal tax return so I'm like kind of right under the threshold of what I would what it, what I would need to make in order for it to make sense to do all of that. And um, it's just like a lot of obviously like paperwork and legal stuff and money that you spend to do that. So my goal for 2022 is to make enough to where it does make sense for me to do that because I did definitely take a big cut in my earnings from my content creation like business, I guess you could say, because it wasn't my number one priority throughout the year since I've been working, you know, a full-time corporate job. And I am hoping that, um, not necessarily, I'm not saying that I'm hoping that I make more because I'm not going to be prioritizing my full-time job anymore. I'm saying that I'm hoping to, you know, maybe grow my engagement, have better engagement on my videos so that my rate goes back up because my rates come down a lot from college for what brands pay me to do like a YouTube integration or something on Instagram. So my goal is to, you know, get back to that good engagement and have a good rate so that I can make more because obviously I used to upload twice a week and I only upload once a week now. So I'm definitely not getting as much like AdSense revenue and that kind of thing. Um, so with all that being said, um, it's it's kind of interesting because it's just like, you know, things have changed a lot, but I'm hoping that, um, that that's the case and that I can, you know, grow my engagement or grow my audience, whichever it is. And hopefully that will take me towards a step of doing that because it will, you know, have a lot of tax savings um, if I could do that. And I feel like I'm like at this point where it's like, I could be saving a lot more on my taxes, but I don't really make it enough for it to make sense for me to go through all of that hassle and pay for that stuff right now, but it could later. So the next thing is to start or take steps for my business idea. A couple episodes ago, on my, I think it was my 22 recap episode, I talked about this like epiphany that I had when I was laying in bed for like what I want to do like for a business, whether that's figuring out the name for it and that's all I do. I'd like to do a lot more than that and make more progress than that, but I don't really know how to go about doing that. If you're like a business owner, if you've like, if you're an entrepreneur and you've like started something legitimate and you have any good resources, whether it's YouTube videos or podcasts or Skillshare videos, whatever it may be of just like turning an idea into an actual like product or business or service, whatever, and like the steps to do that thing, definitely like DM me on the podcast Instagram and let me know if you have any, because I definitely want to make, start taking steps towards, you know, actually doing something with that, because the last thing I want to do is just like let that dream go unattended to, because that will just make me very upset with myself in the long run. And the next thing is to take what I've learned in therapy and apply it. So, you know, really 
take knowing what my core values are and how to establish boundaries and enforce them, um, acknowledging and controlling anxiety. Those are like the main three things I've really felt like I've grown a lot in and learned during therapy as well as just like allowing myself to deal with my emotions. And I want to take those things and just like actually apply them now that I know more about them and I've learned of them because I felt like this year was just a fire hose to my brain in so many ways, like with my job, with therapy, it was like a fire hose to my brain of just like learning about myself. And I want to, you know, now just digest all of that information and actually do something with it. And with that being said, I also just want to be like more open in therapy because I'm the type of person that, you know, can't even be fully open with their therapist, which I know it's literally what I'm supposed to be doing, but there are some things where I'm just like, I can't fully open up about this. I just can't let myself do it. So I really want to take steps towards being a lot more open as well. Um, and it's crazy because I, I know exactly why it's just, you know, fear of their perception and fear of judgment, but it's their literal freaking job. Like, does that not attest to like how bad my people pleasing and just the how bad my desire to prioritize and just really manage the perceptions of others is because holy cow it's my therapist that's what they're supposed to do anyways the next thing is to do a no spend month I really want to challenge myself to do this because obviously I'm trying to save for our wedding um, because I mean I'm I, my parents are not paying for all of my wedding. I'm not expecting them to, and I wouldn't want them to even if they could, honestly. I really just feel like the whole traditional dynamic of the way weddings are paid for is just freaking weird, to be honest. I don't see why it's not just like a three-way split between the parents of the bride, the parents of the groom, and then the bride and groom themselves. And maybe that's an unpopular opinion. Maybe that'll cause you to ruffle your feathers a little bit, but... Honestly, that just makes more sense to me. Um, and you're probably like, well, you probably think that for because you think that it's unfair that you know your parents are the ones paying all of it. And it's not necessarily that I think it's unfair that my parents are doing it. I just don't understand. I know the traditional sense of it is the father giving the bride away, so that's like you know paying for all of that. But I don't know some of these like wedding traditions, even outside of the money. I'm just like, what? This stuff is so weird. But um, anyways, that was a tangent. I really would like to challenge myself to do a no-spend month because I think that it would really help me see where I tend to overspend and um, really catch myself in some impulse purchases. So I think that it could be really beneficial for me to try and do it. I know that it's very unlikely that I could successfully get through a no-spend month outside of the essentials because emergencies happen. I feel like I have a birthday or graduation or anniversary or something or a holiday in like every single month. So it makes it really hard, but um, I at least want to challenge myself to it. And the next thing is doing one social media free day a month and then try one times a, one time a week from there. There were a few um, weekends this year where I did like a social media free day and it was really weird because there were so many times like where I'd be like, oh, I'm gonna, I want to see what's going on on Instagram. Like, what are my friends up to? And I just didn't do it. And I hated the way that felt. But at the same time, it was so nice to just like not get on social media at all for a day. So I want to schedule like one day a month where I don't get on at all. And I would say a weekend day um, just to allow myself to be fully present. But honestly, it doesn't make me make sense to do that because that's when I typically 
need to be posting on social media since it's when I'm like not working, generally speaking, for my corporate job. So like maybe like on a Tuesday, like one Tuesday a month, don't post on social media and then, or not don't post, don't get on social media and then try one time a week from there and see if I like that or two times a month from there. And the next thing is to do more long-term brand partnerships and some UGC style of deals. So I really like long-term brand partnerships because um, generally speaking, they're just very organic and authentic and they, they feel that way to the consumer of the content and they actually are that way as the creator of the content. Like for example, um, I did a long-term partnership with Built Bar at the beginning of this year. And maybe you watched my videos and you thought it was the most annoying thing ever. But I found one of my all-time favorite protein bars through doing that partnership. And I still am so obsessed with them. And I literally had a Built Bar this week. You know what I mean? Like it's the Built Bar Puff Bars. I'm, I love them so much. But anyways, I really like long-term brand partnerships too because they really work well um, in tandem with like my lifestyle with having a full-time corporate job because having a full-time corporate job it can be really hard to manage these one-off partnerships with brands if they have very specific deliverables and um obviously that's how it is with any brand but when you have a long-term brand partnership you sort of figure out what they want and you kind of learn like the deliverables and like for Built Bar, I pretty much had it like memorized, like what I would need to say, but I could always, you know, make it authentic to that specific video or, you know, deliver it how I wanted and just hit those key points. But I ended up learning those key points. So it was a lot more efficient for me to have long-term brand partnerships because the filming was a lot more seamless and efficient than doing the one-off brand partnerships was. And I say UGC style of deals, which is user-generated content. That's basically when people create content for brands but instead of like posting it on their own social media the brand social media is going to be using it and I've actually done a few things like this um, I did it for Thrive Cosmetics and I did it for a hair care brand a long time ago um, but I recently did it for Thrive Cosmetics and I love getting content for these because for some reason when it's not when I know it's not going on my own socials I tend to put a little bit more effort into it. I don't really know why. I mean, I put a lot of effort into my brand deals. Sometimes, like if it's during busy season, I will say sometimes I do not do my best work and I hate that so much, but you gotta balance it all somehow. You know what I mean? But um, I did the Thrive Cosmetics one during the summer and I took just like a full day and shot content and it was so exhausting, but so fun and I loved it because I got to try out all these products and I love makeup. So I got to try out all these products and like shoot content for them, like really challenge myself to be creative within the walls of my apartment. And it was really fun. And I want to like try to get into more um, sort of brand deals like that. And then the next thing is make reading before bed a habit. This is honestly already a habit right now um, for me, but I especially want to emphasize this for before or for during busy season for my corporate job because I tend to just literally roll off of my computer, brush my teeth, like get Ella ready for bed and everything and, you know, load up the dishwasher and roll right into bed. And going from staring at a screen all day to just rolling in bed and expecting myself to fall asleep and have a good night's rest is just ridiculous because that's just not how it works. 
And I find that when I read before bed, I sleep a lot better and it's really enjoyable because I get to, you know, read and I love reading. And this is something that, like I said, I've already been doing because I've been reading the Akatar series and I'm just like addicted to it. So I want to read before bed, but I want it to be a habit during even the busy seasons of life and not just during the slow seasons of life because of um, how much it helps my um, sleep habits and just like my sleep pattern in general. And next we have cut back on self-care spending and really just be aware of and manage the lifestyle inflation and lifestyle creep. I also talked about this in my YouTube video with the 10 lifestyle changes. So for example, something that I've chosen to spend my adult money on this year, um, which I've been getting Brazilian waxes for like a year and a half, I think. Um, But I am going to stop doing that in an effort to save money because I'm really just trying to cut as many costs as I can without like making myself miserable. Um, And I'm trying to like really just look at where I spend money monthly consistently and, you know, see which which things do I feel like actually make a very positive impact on my life and my well-being. Because I think that's important at the end of the day. It's like the whole conversation around like, you know, getting rid of getting the $5 cup of coffee a few times a week isn't going to completely drastically change your financial situation. You know what I mean? And I'm aware of that. But I do think that some of my habits are expensive when you look at them annually, they may not be expensive for the month, but on an annual basis, it's absolutely expensive. So I'm going to stop getting Brazilian waxes also because it's kind of a pain for me to get to appointments. It's really hard for me to actually get them done when I need to get them done because of work. And it's farther from me now than it used to be, the place I really like to go since I moved. And I also, I got a really good deal at the end of last year with a massage place. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to treat myself to a massage every month because I think I'm going to need it with working from home and being at a desk all day. And it's something that I had never really, I had never really gotten massages ever in my life. I had never really had one until um, this past, I think this past year was my first time having one. Unless I had like, I think I might have had like one random one that was like a gift or something a long time ago. But I, it was nice because it's like if you didn't go for the month, it just went as a credit on your account. So you could go like twice the next month if you wanted to or something. And it was $60 for the month, which is definitely expensive to pay monthly. But it's also something that I can expense through work. And I didn't expense all of them. I probably expensed like two because I expensed a lot of my HelloFresh because um, we have like this wellness fund where we can expense like up to $1,000 of wellness-related things. Um, and it includes a lot of stuff, but basically I'm going to cancel that massage thing because I'm like, it's very nice and I've absolutely loved having it, but do I think it's necessary? No, I really don't. Um, same thing with the Brazilian waxes. It's like, I can shave. I want to eventually get laser. So honestly, waxing kind of feels like throwing money down the toilet because it's like the hair grows back anyways. And I can, just shave for the time being for the next probably like two years until I get laser and deal with it. Um, I just, I just, I don't know. I just think that those are two very expensive things, especially after tips. That's what makes it like unbearable and like, just like, okay, this is too much. And I think that'll help me save a lot this year. And the two things that I'm like allowing myself to still do that are like self-care spending are my nails and um, getting my eyebrows started. Because getting my eyebrows started is not very expensive at all. Um, my nails aren't terrible. Like they were more expensive in Tuscaloosa than they are here just because I like found a good place that isn't as expensive here. Um, or maybe it's about the same as what I paid in Tuscaloosa. 
I don't know. I got a manicure and pedicure for like $90 the other day. And that included like dip with tips, which I feel like that's a really solid deal for getting both. Or maybe it was $95. But either way, I feel like that's unheard of nowadays. Because in Tuscaloosa, I think it was around like 110 when I would get like a manicure and pedicure, which I didn't do often. So I don't mind, which, okay, when I say getting my nails done, I don't mean manicure and pedicure. I get a pedicure probably twice a year, if that. Um, But I really love getting my nails done because it makes my self-confidence feel so much better. I pick at my skin around my nails if they're not done, like to where they bleed. And it just, and then I become really self-conscious because I feel like when I'm talking to people and I'm using my hands, they're like staring at it. And I also, if it's bad enough and I'm stressed enough, I'll like pick at my actual nail itself and sometimes even bite it. And I'm just like not wanting to be dabbling in those habits because they're just not good habits. And I just feel a lot better having my nails done. I don't really need to justify it to anybody, but I'm just letting you know that I am fine spending my money on getting my nails done and fine on getting my eyebrows started because they're both things that make me feel a lot better about myself. And honestly, once my eyebrow shapes are more even because I'm in the process of like letting a spot on one of my eyebrows grow out. I feel like I really don't even need to get mine threaded every month and I can probably cut it back to like every three months and just, you know, sort of maintain as I need to. So I feel like lifestyle inflation, um, as far as that goes, I think that the massage was definitely something that I did that was lifestyle inflation, which basically just means like as you make more money, you sort of just like justify spending your money um, into the next like upper level of lifestyle, I guess. That's like a really poor way of explaining it. But I getting massages every month I was like okay I'm making you know I was already making like adult money thankfully from YouTube and everything but I am very consistently making adult money now like having like basically two full-time jobs so you know I deserve to treat myself to this and that was definitely a lifestyle inflation thing that I didn't need to do but you know what I'm I'm glad that I did it because there were very many times this year where those massages were they saved my day. Like I was literally on the brink of just absolutely losing it and being able to go and sit in a room and just literally lay there for an hour was the best thing ever. Um, so I'm thankful for it regardless. But one other lifestyle inflation thing is like going out to eat at like nice restaurants, which we don't do a ton and we haven't been bad about recently. But when we first moved to Houston and kind of just like when we were downtown kind of buy a lot of like nice places and everything we like were bad about like when we would hang out with friends we'd just like be like yeah let's like go to this you know expensive restaurant and have like these expensive drinks and get an appetizer and dessert and an entree and like we did it pretty often and I don't regret it at all because it's all great memories and I got to have great food and hang out with people I love um but it's definitely something that I feel like was part of lifestyle inflation as well for us and we can just as easily you know cook at home and have just as good of a good a time or go to a cheaper restaurant and I'm totally okay with you know going out to have a nice dinner for a birthday or anniversary or to celebrate something like we had a nice dinner to celebrate me passing the CPA and I'm totally fine with that but literally just doing it on any Friday night like that was a, a little much like there were probably there was a probably a period of time of about four months where it felt like twice a month we were going to like a nicer dinner. And I don't mean like insanely expensive, but spending like a hundred dollars, which I feel like is a lot. So for two people. Um, so 
yeah, that was lifestyle inflation um, for sure that I felt like was evident in my life this year. And I'm trying to just cut back on that and focus on living more below my means instead of like stepping up into the next level of lifestyle just because I get a raise or make more money or whatever. The next thing is to step into and embrace um, my feminine side and energy. I don't want to say side, just my feminine energy. And I don't really know how to explain this one, but I kind of just think of it as I feel like I have very, I'm a very independent person. And I feel like that in and of itself is a very masculine style trait um if you look at things you know historically speaking you know typically like the man is very like independent and provides and like whatever um and then feminine energy kind of just counteracts with that so being okay like depending on other people and knowing that i can't do things on my own is like kind of what this looks like to me and maybe i'm describing this in a terrible way and you're like abby like huh like what are you even getting at sorry um i just like saw something on pinterest and it was literally just like you know what let me go find it so i can like actually make sense of myself right now and it's on my 2023 um board on pinterest and let me find it i think it just kind of like talked about femininity and like kind of like what it entails in a way Okay, maybe I didn't pin it. That's annoying. I can find something really quick. But I just think that embracing, you know, my feminine energy basically just looks like listening to and following intuition or leaning into things that just truly feel like yeses and just feel good. Because I'm the type of person to just like critically analyze every little thing and not follow my intuition. I have a very strong intuition and... I trust my intuition a lot, but I do not listen to it a lot. And I just will instead critically analyze something and then make a different decision that isn't based off of my intuition. And um, one example of this, oh my gosh, this is actually a really good um, example, but wedding dress shopping. I told myself going in the wedding dress shopping, you are going to follow your intuition and you are going to choose the dress that like your body and you're just every fiber of your being is just saying yes to you're not going to sit there and critically analyze every little thing start thinking about other people's perceptions you're going to do the dress that goes with your gut basically and feels like yes and that's exactly what I did and I cried and I chose that dress so like that to me is you know embracing my feminine energy and just like embracing that intuition and following that intuition but um i think what i saw on pinterest was basically just um i i can't even i don't know here's a quote feminine energy is not about becoming something you're not it's about coming home to yourself cute um it was something like this where it kind of just gave like examples of feminine energy it's like warm and welcoming your intuitions your guide nurturing and compassionate um taking good care of yourself creative in touch with your feelings receptive um comfortable with cycles and changes you see vulnerability as a strength you take full responsibility for your life you're always in the present moment elegant and graceful playful and you know what if this doesn't suit your fancy cool but you know what i want to lean more into that stuff because i feel like i am just this chaotic aggressive 
mess of a person and I just want to lean into that side of me. You know what I mean? Hopefully that makes sense. I hope I'm not making myself sound like an idiot right now. Okay, moving on. (laughs) Next, define my style and dress for me. Um, I also talked about this a little bit in my YouTube video, so I'm very sorry for double dipping here, but basically just wanting to look at my closet and know that I can go to my closet and find something that is an embodiment of something that I feel good in and that I like on myself and that I'm not thinking about other people's perceptions and it's truly just a reflection of my own personal style. I am really aiming to, today's um, Friday, December 30th when I'm recording this, but I'm aiming to over the weekend before I go back to work to like really go through my closet and make sure it is curated to where it's like, this is something I feel good in. This is something that I think is a reflection of my own personal style and just like get rid of anything that doesn't reflect that. And I say define my style. I don't necessarily want to put myself in a bucket with it. Like say like, oh, I have chic professional style or oh, I have streetwear style. That's not what I mean. I mean like just coming up with like a couple words that just sort of that I think are a reflection of my style and define my style and then choosing to wear clothes that reflect that because that's probably what I'll feel best in. I think of Lady Diana May. If you don't, y'all don't follow her on Instagram and TikTok, what are you doing? I love her content so much, but I remember I didn't see like the whole series because I feel like it was like a few videos, but I saw one video where she was like trying to describe her style and she used several words and she was basically put pictures of herself and some of her favorite outfits and asked, you know, people on TikTok to say what they thought the third word like should be to define her style. And I think it was playful, pop of color. I don't know. It had something to do with those. And that's kind of like what I want to do. I want to think of like three words that I think reflect um, my personal style and the clothes I feel best in. Because when I think of defining my style initially, my thought is to put myself in a box. But I know that in the winter, I dress like a lot more, I don't know, sort of I have a little bit more of, I like the edgy clothes and the um, streetwear type of style a bit more. But in the summer, I like a lot of the more like feminine, dainty, floral, like fun stuff. So it's two very opposite things and that's okay. That's just what I like. So thinking of words that sort of describe both of those things instead of putting myself in a box and just making sure my closet reflects all of that. The next thing is embracing authenticity on social media. I think I'm like very vulnerable on social media. Um, and I think that vulnerable and authentic vulnerability and authenticity go very hand in hand. Like when you're being vulnerable, you're being authentic. When you're being authentic, that sometimes can mean meaning that sometimes can mean being vulnerable but ultimately I just think that I can be even more myself because I think that I sort of because I work a corporate job as well I think I tend to like not filter myself in, in terms of like my speech but just filter my entire personality a little bit out of fear of just you know the people I work with seeing it and judging me or out of fear of something else. I don't know. I really haven't figured it out, but I just want to continue being vulnerable on social media and 
being authentic as I can because I feel like that's where I just establish the best connections with you all. So I want to keep that up. And next we have cycle sync um, with my workouts and with intuitive eating. So if y'all don't know what cycle syncing is, which I'm sure you've heard of it, it's basically just, you know, there's four different phases of your menstrual cycle or, okay, I think I've already messed this up. I think your menstrual cycle is one of the cycles. Um, and then, you know, you have like a luteal phase, ovulatory phase, menstrual phase, and um, follicular, I think. Those might be the four. I might have butchered that, but whatever. Google's free. You can Google it. Um, and there are definitely optimal things you can do during each phase to be the most in tune with your body and take care of your body best. So certain workouts are better to do in certain phases than others. And I kind of want to follow that and like work on that just because I want to see if it helps with just like my symptoms of my period um, and PMS symptoms and everything like that. And also just feeling better in my own skin. And same thing with intuitive eating. Um, I feel like that's kind of just like what I've always embraced over the, well, not, okay. That's, I hate when I just like say things and they're just not true. And I was about to say, that's what I've always done for the last two years, which it is what I've always done for the last two years. But in my head, I was saying, oh, that's what I've always done, but it's only been for two years. So I haven't always done that. But I've focused on intuitive intuitive eating as sort of just like a lifestyle change the last two years. And that's kind of what I enjoy doing. And it's what I do now and what I'm going to continue to do. But also wanting to focus on that in coordination with my cycle because there's certain foods that are really good for you to eat for certain to really load yourself up on certain vitamins during specific phases of your cycle and everything like that so pay more mind to that and pay attention to it and just embrace that and actually try and implement that next we have being comfortable saying no um i suck at saying no i basically am a doormat a lot of the times for people and it is what it is, but at the same time, I'm just like, I need to be better about saying no and not only be better about it, but be comfortable, like knowing that I deserve to stand up for myself to say no to things. And I'm not saying saying no to everything is what I need to do. I just need to be comfortable, like being able to actually say no, like it's okay to say no. You don't have to say yes to everything. And, um, it's healthy to like learn how to say no. You know what I mean? So I mean this in the work setting. I mean this in being social when I, or not being social when I don't want to be social. I mean this in every way, shape and form. Like I'm just like, I just need to be comfortable saying no. And following up with that, next is setting and enforcing work boundaries. Um, I am interested to see how this plays out because when I first started work in January this past year in 2022, when you're brand new, it's really hard to think that you have the authority to set a boundary at work. And you think, like, I, I was totally feeling like I just had to be a person without boundaries because I was new. And that's, like, part of the job. But that's not how it should be, you know, because it's a lot easier to start out with boundaries and people be aware of them and know them from the get-go than it is to not have any boundaries starting out and then all of a sudden be like by the way um i'm going to be taking a hour-long lunch break and that should be given but you know i work in a job where that's just not necessarily always a given so anyways um i just want to be better about setting and enforcing work boundaries and this is something i've had to work through a lot in therapy because it's really hard for me to do Um, But I feel confident going into this busy season that, you know, and I think part of that confidence 
does come from the fact that I'm not as new anymore, which is a good thing. I feel a little bit more comfortable being like, I'm stepping away to work out and I'm not going to be back on until nine o'clock or whatever. Um, I just really want to be good about doing this because it's honestly just something I need to do for my own mental health. And next is leaning into my creative side more. So really just having free expression through my hobbies and everything. Once again, this is double dipping with my YouTube videos. So I'm not going to dive into it too much. But y'all have heard me talk a lot about um, just wanting to embrace creativity and being a creative person but feeling like STEM stuff was just shoved down my throat my entire life and I wasn't ever allowed to embrace creative pursuits and pursue not okay when I say I wasn't ever allowed my I'm not talking about my parents I'm just saying like I put this pressure on myself and I felt like I couldn't just pursue creative things because I'm somebody who cares so much about the perception of others that pursuing something creative wouldn't give me as much recognition and therefore wouldn't give me as much um, confidence and self-worth as pursuing something STEM related because that's what would give me the most, you know, applause from other people. And since I've derived so much of my self-esteem and self-worth from how much others are applauding me my whole life, that is the reason why I sort of just kept myself from creative expression for so long, especially through hobbies. Because like, for example, YouTube, podcasts, all of that is creative. Yes, and it's a creative outlet for me, but it ultimately is a job at the end of the day because money's tied to it. So I really want to be better about you know, just exploring hobbies and doing things just because I find them fun. Like playing Animal Crossing, going on a walk, painting, um, going to a pottery class, like random things like that that don't really have a productivity value tied to them in any way, shape, or form. And next we have living primarily off of one income and using the other for savings, whether that's for my wedding or just, you know, trying to put more in the market, whatever it may be. I don't really have that much in the market outside of like my 401k. I have a little bit in a personal like brokerage account, but not much um, just because that I, I just wanted to save for, you know, a down payment on our house, which obviously we did. Um, and that's what I prioritize saving wise. And um, honestly, I just really didn't ever feel comfortable putting money into the market because it felt like it wasn't mine anymore because I have a horrible relationship with money. But I'm hoping to get into a place where I feel a lot more comfortable doing that. Um, and I know it's a good thing to do that and invest in everything, but I always would get so scared doing it. So I like have just a pretty minimal amount in the market, but I really want to just try my best to, you know, keep my lifestyle to fit under one income. And this is getting harder just because um, it, it was a little bit easier when we were in the apartment because we didn't have as many like separate bills. Like our electric and cable was kind of like bundled, whereas now, you know, we have a bigger place. So the electricity is a bit more expensive. Um, we pay for like our Wi-Fi is more expensive because it's not bundled. Um, and like we have security at our place because we want, you know, to feel safe and everything, which we do feel safe, but we wanted that added level of security and um, we have like an HOA fee and everything like that. So those things are more expensive. So it makes it a little bit harder to like fully live primarily off of one income, especially when YouTube is super volatile. When YouTube's like relatively consistent, which I feel like there's usually like five months, six months out of the year where it's consistent. And then there's six months where it's just like, what is even going on? Um, and when that's the case, it's a lot harder to like be like, okay, I'm only going to live off of this income this month. But 
on an annualized basis for both of my you know two main streams of income which if you bucket all of my youtube income or content creation income in one and then just my salary job if you annualize it i it is definitely doable for me to live off of one um but i want to keep that focus and not buy into lifestyle inflation and just like save as much as i can for the wedding and save as much as i can just in general Next, we have become a CPA because I still don't have my freaking license. Um, I completed my ethics course that I had to complete, and I sent an email literally like almost a month ago at this point to the person I needed to send it to to um, get this form filled out for me, my work experience form, and I have not heard back from them. And I'm like, and it's somebody through my job, um, and I'm just like, okay, this is really annoying because now I'm going to have to deal with taking the ethics exam during busy season and getting all this paperwork sent out during busy season, which is going to be extremely frustrating. So I was thinking that was going to happen by the end of this month, but obviously with the holidays, it's really hard with me being out of office. I'm sure the other person was out of office a lot. So, and just with the firm being shut down in general, so that definitely held it up. So maybe it was a little silly of me to think that I would get it done by the end of December, considering all the people that typically like take off at this time of year and then the holidays and everything. Then we have striving to be the best version of myself physically, mentally, and emotionally. And I just really like throwing this in here because the best version of myself looks different every day, every week, every month, and really just accepting myself where I'm at and just showing up as what that looks like in the best version of myself each day and you know, doing the best I can to just accept where I'm at and um, be the best me I can be because ultimately I feel best when I'm you know, just really authentic and accepting of myself. So I want to embrace that as much as I can. And then we have giving myself more credit for my accomplishments, which looks like celebrating big and small wins and without attaching those big and small wins to other people's acknowledgements. So I had this talk with my therapist where I, you know, was basically saying Sometimes I belittle myself so much in my head and I like really engage in negative self-talk, basically saying like, oh, if I were to change careers, I'd be a failure because, you know, I, I'm just not qualified to do anything. And basically like, I'll just go down this big spiral of negative self-talk essentially. And I forget that I'm like, I literally am about to have a CPA license. I passed all four of those exams within six months really five months and I, you know, have a bachelor's and a master's degree. And I discredit that so much all the time mentally. And I don't know why. And also I've just like really developed a strong knowledge of, you know, like social media through doing YouTube and podcasting and everything. And I am a creative person and I just don't ever, if I don't really, I don't know, it's really hard for me to explain, but basically it's like, I have to attach my wins to other people's acknowledgements and unless I'm like constantly being reminded of like oh you did this then I'm not gonna like care that I achieved it and not saying that I expect other people to be like oh congrats you did this every month for the rest of my life that's not what I'm saying I'm more so saying that like I don't give myself enough credit as is and I just only rely on other people's um perceptions of my accomplishments and recognition of my accomplishments before like I almost wait on them to acknowledge something instead of me acknowledging it first and so like 
I don't know. It's hard to explain, but basically same thing like at work. I won't tell myself I'm doing a good job unless someone else initiates it first and then I'll tell myself I'm doing a good job. But it's totally okay. Like I can and it's totally okay for me to tell myself I'm doing a good job if I feel like I'm doing a good job. Like I don't have to wait for one of my seniors or my managers to be like, oh, you're doing great. I can just truly tell myself, you know, that was a hard thing you just did. Like you did that. Good job. It's okay. So I don't know. I think that that's something that I tend to, I just don't give myself enough credit, I think, for things sometimes. And I don't say this in a way of like, I expect everyone to like tell me I'm doing a good job and I want to be the center of attention. I'm not saying it in that sense. It's more, it's more of an issue of me caring too much about other people's opinions because that's what it boils down to at the end of the day is I care too much about other people recognizing and acknowledging me to the extent that I will not think that I'm doing a good job on something unless someone else tells me first. So, but there is so much value in me telling that to myself. And last but not least, we actually only have 29 things, I think. I don't know why I said 30, but it's one that I keep every year and it's to keep growing in my friendships and relationship. Um, And this really just looks like to me recognizing my shortfalls um, and working through them in therapy, like areas where I feel like I can really improve in being a friend, being a good partner and just being the best me that I can be for others even if my best doesn't look the same every day and really accepting that you know friendships and relationships do go through you know peaks and they go through valleys and that's okay and it's not going to be a constant growth cycle like there's going to be some plateaus and that's okay so when I say keep growing I mean going through all of the phases of a relationship and a friendship which means peaking and plateauing and being in a valley and all of the things but growing basically means you know like sticking by my friends and sticking by my partner through all the thick and thin and showing up and being the best version of me that I can every single day and that is everything I have for y'all this week sorry it was a crazy long episode but I hope y'all enjoyed it um and I hope that y'all have had a great start to 2023 in the new year and I hope that you all are just really trying to be the best version of yourself and accepting yourself where you're at and um, giving yourself grace in this season because I know it's hard to start a new year and just feel like you're not doing enough when you're looking at everything else around you but trust me you are enough and you're doing enough and you're doing great and I'm proud of you and I love you and I think I thank you I personally thank you so much for listening to today's episode and I will talk to you all next week. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to follow Bloom Podcast on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram if you want. And join the Bloom Podcast Facebook group. And I'll talk to you all next week.